Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the VR Workforce Studio. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. All right, welcome back to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, as the guy just said, we kind of look for the things you're doing right. We help you amplify those. Find the things that eh, maybe just need a little tweaking, and uh, we help you uh, identify those. And uh, joining me, as always, is the one and only podcast talent coach, Eric K. Johnson. How's it going, buddy? It is going very well, Dave. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. We are uh, rocking and rolling on a Friday night on Blab here. And uh, this week, we have Rick Sizemore from the VR Workforce Studio. You can find that at vrworkforcestudio.com. Rick, how are you? I am great, Dave. Thank you. And um, we always kind of try to get a little behind the story, uh, behind the story, behind the scenes story of uh, kind of why you got into podcasting, what uh, what the goal of your podcast is. So uh, what's uh, what's the what got you into podcasting? Interesting story how the VR Workforce Studio actually started. I'm the director of a state vocational rehabilitation center in Virginia, the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center, and we serve individuals with disabilities and work with them to try to help improve their independence and to provide job skills so they can live on their own and work. So on any given day, we have about 300 to 350 consumers or students here on our campus. You might think of us as sort of a college for people with disabilities. We have a medical center for people that have you know, different medical conditions. We have a training school and teach people how to uh, go in building trades, healthcare, uh, food service, those kind of things. The consumers that come to WWRC are really from the state of Virginia, and they come from one of about uh, oh, 35 or so field offices that are spread across the state. So one of my jobs as the leader of the organization is to communicate with those referral sources. And uh, I've been working with the uh, public information folks in Richmond, uh, sending out a quarterly report. And my secretary, Jackie, one day said, you know, Rick, well, you really used to work on the radio. Why don't you record your report? And I had a MP3 Sony dictaphone on the desk. I picked it up. I read the report. I didn't even have audacity or anything, just a raw recording and slapped a little MP3 uh, attachment to the uh, along with the uh, Word document, PDF, mailed it out to a couple hundred people. Had no idea what the reaction would be. And all of a sudden, the email just kind of lights up. Gee, Rick, this is cool. I don't have to read your report. I can listen to it while I'm doing something else in the car. And so uh, someone called it a podcast. And I said, well, I don't really think it's a podcast. It's sort of a, a quasi-podcast. Well, my daughter had a little iPod at home, and I started downloading and listening to more podcasts and found the school of podcasting and said, you know, I, my addiction has been uh, brought into the world. I've been obsessed with podcasting ever since. Now I'm uh, an audio guy. I worked in radio, had recording studios. I'm a musician. So I'm very comfortable in the audio environment. Uh, but I'm a computer uh, 
failure. And that's uh, where my brother, the designer of all things visual and thought-provoking, who's watching the show, Randy Sizemore, did all the web work and set me up in iTunes. And uh, so from there, you know, it started out for just a, a show for a couple of hundred people for information. And and it's grown. There's a larger audience that's interested. So we've been up for a, a year now, have uh, 12 or so episodes and uh, we're about 3,000 downloads. So we really reached that initial goal of uh, a couple of hundred uh, people following us, and it's continued to grow. So that's the VR Workforce Studio story. And so it's it's kind of for your office, but are you finding that there are people outside of, of your area that are also listening to it then? Well, thanks to Clamor. Uh, I was driving back from Richmond and heard your show uh, on Clamor and started doing Clamor clips. And the thing has grown uh, sort of exponentially. Uh, every week we pick up more followers. But the f- the first was uh, trying to reach those counselors. People with disabilities are following the show. Employers who hire our consumers once they've gone through vocational rehabilitation, they're listening. And we also try to highlight the vocational rehabilitation professionals who are working with these consumers and uh, tell their success stories as well. So uh, the audience uh, keeps growing. Rick, how often do you put out uh, an episode? Well, uh, about once a month. Uh, so we've been up about a year and we've got 12 episodes. And you know, okay. I start, started going for the, uh, the 20 minute uh, episode that turns into 60 minutes. And I hear Dave's <laughs> I hear Dave's voice in my head. You don't have to produce everything you record. You can edit some of that out. But uh, I also live by the rule: podcast can't be too long, but it can be too, too boring. Too boring, as yeah. Dave would say. This is what we like to do: is play at least the first intro. This is like the first two and a half minutes of uh, the show, and uh, we'll we'll play this. And Eric, I'll let you kick in when uh, this is done. Came and she stood you close bet. to me and she said, do you know he doesn't have any arms? And how is he going to drive like that? And I said, I, I know that. <laughs> we just finished his training. And she said, is he going to really be able to do this? And I said, well, I wouldn't have him here if he wouldn't be able to do it. And she, I remember her coming back in after his test and just being amazed with how, how well he did. This is the VR Workforce Studio. Inspiration, education, and affirmation at, at work. work. The VR Workforce Studio is produced by the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center, a division division of the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, brought to you by the WWRC Foundation at at vrworkforcestudio.com or in iTunes. VR Workforce Studio. Welcome to the VR Workforce Studio, the disability employment podcast from the Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center, where we're showcasing the successes of individuals with disabilities who are either in or preparing to be part of the workforce here in Virginia. Also celebrate the champions of business and industry that hire individuals with disabilities, as well as the vocational rehabilitation professionals who've dedicated their lives and careers to creating hope and a path forward to employment so individuals with disabilities can lead more productive lives, enhance our Virginia workforce, and move our new Virginia economy forward. 
On today's show from our Inspiration Showcase, some amazing guests. We'll check in with Commissioner Jim Rothrock from the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services on WWRC changing its name. And a guest that I've been waiting to interview now for months, George Dennehy, the Internet sensation known on Twitter as That Armless Guy. George Dennehy, born without arms, now working as a musician and motivational speaker. We'll hear his amazing story, how he learned to drive using nothing but his feet, and his rise to stardom as a guitarist and singer. Against all odds, George Dennehy is living out his dreams. Dennehy is living proof that individuals with disabilities can overcome insurmountable odds and soar to unimagined heights. When they connect with their passion, get the supports they need to enable their dreams. All that and more straight ahead here in the VR Workforce Studio. VR Workforce Studio. And that's the intro. I liked it. I like the intro a lot. Um, Rick, I think you have great um, production skills when it comes to that. I can tell that uh, your radio background is kind of creeping out there. The jingle sounds great. The uh, The different voices in the introduction really suck you in and, and uh, um, pique your interest with what's coming next. Um, I like the tease at the very beginning, the little highlight clip at the beginning. Um, I didn't understand it when I first listened to the episode, but after listening to it a second time, I under, I, I can pick out exactly um, which part of the episode it came from. Um, what you need to be careful of doing that is that uh, you know a little too much. Uh, you're a little too familiar with the episode when you create that highlight. I think if you had backed it up, maybe another five seconds and kind of explained that he was going in for his driving test, it would have made that highlight um, mean a little bit more and would have been a little clearer. When I first heard it, I was completely lost of what she was talking about. And I understand that you're trying to tease the audience about what's coming up later in the episode. Um, Had I had just a hair more of the story, uh, I think you would have knocked it out of the park. I love the fact that you open with a clip like that because it, it really piques the interest of the listener as we're going into the episode. Um, and the story about um, George learning how to drive with no arms uh, and then taking his driving test, uh, that whole story inside the episode was fantastic. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. As we're talking about the introduction, I really like the production elements of the introduction. I love the different voices. Um, I thought it was very creative. Um, the part we didn't hear, you come out of that and uh, and really get into the episode quickly. Um, I like that a lot. The part there where you set up what the episode's all about and what we're going to uh, enjoy on the episode, I thought that was very strong. Um, I can tell I, I didn't I purposely didn't read over the um, worksheet that you sent us prior to listening to your episode because I wanted to experience the episode just like a normal listener would. So I listened to the episode and I jotted down notes. And then after I was done listening to it, I went back and and read the information that you provided us with your background and that sort of thing. But as I was listening, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, this guy had to come from radio because (laughs) you you, you have some radio cliches that sneak in every now and then that normal people don't say. Only us that have been in radio say things like all that and more straight ahead. You know, that's 
that's total radio speak. Nobody, <laughs> it's there. Nobody down at the diner will ever say that to you. You know, your egg, your eggs and more, all straight ahead. Like, no, what, what, what did Mary just say to me? That doesn't happen. My, and, uh, uh, a little later, <laughs> a little later on in the episode, you said, uh, what was the other cliche you used? Um, straight ahead and uh, oh, final thoughts. You were interviewing the guy, and you said. Final thoughts? Yeah. Like that's that's not never part of a, a typical conversation. <laughs> normal so people don't just, talk that way. <laughs> yeah, no, normal people don't talk that way. You know, I'll pick you up at five past the hour. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So uh, just be careful of the cliches. Uh, other than that, uh, your content and your delivery, the intro was solid. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The, Thank you. Thank you very much. The thing for me was I was laughing because I could just feel myself like a vacuum, just getting sucked in. And I was like, wow, this, that's why I was like, wow, this is really cool. The whole thing with um, the voices changing into the other voices, the only thing I can think of that I've seen anywhere close to that recently, because that's not new, but the only thing I can think of that I was like, who's been who's done that in the past was Michael Jackson in the black or white video where you watch people more oh, yeah. from one person to the next. Because I was like, that's a really cool effect. It's not the easiest thing to pull off, but it's also not right. You know, you just have somebody read the same script and then you, you know, and I was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. Pulled it off really well. And I was just like, okay, because I'm listening because I'm like, oh, is it going to change again? Is it going to change? Oh, it changed. It changed again. But the reading that, and I still, and so it completely got me um, just sucked in. Then you had the nice little professional intro with the lady singing. I was like, all right, cool. This is somebody who took a little more than five minutes to put it together. Then you did the nice setup of here's what we're going to talk about. And as soon as I hear you talk about a guy that has no arms, I'm like, I am all in. This is an amazing. This is something I'm not gonna see anyplace else. So uh, that's the part I really liked. I, I'm I'm with Eric. I thought it was uh, was great. The only thing, are we ready to move on? Here, here's here's my We're initial, ready to move on. My my initial reaction was I'm so ready to hear about the guy with no arms, and this might be a political thing. And here comes the talking head. You went you went to the commissioner, and I was like, oh. I said, I've told you about it, but we have to talk to the commissioner first. Yeah. He so may, He may be online, so he's a really good guy. Yeah, so I was like, all right, you got to get the boss in there. I understand that. Um, so, I had a feeling that the commissioner was the guy that really supports the website and was the guy that uh, – that helps move it along. I mean, you're, you're part of that WWRC and, and, uh, um, a lot of what he had to say supported the mission of the center and, uh, and where the podcast, uh, originates. So I can understand where that comes from. Um, but I too would have liked to have heard the, the big story first and the commissioner second. Let's get to the story. Yeah, uh, I agree. And I used, Thank you. I used to do that. I used to put, the like the best stuff later. I don't know what I was thinking because I was thinking, well, I'll make people sit through my the 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 eh content to get to the good stuff. And I'm like, what kind of what kind of I don't know what theory I was thinking. It's like putting it's the bread quartering. at the back of the store. You know, it's you, quartering. It's quartering technique. You yeah. Know, coming up next after you hear the commercial. So I do suffer from uh, so from that radio background. Uh, you're right. You're right. But and, uh, and late, episode, night, late night talk shows do the same thing. Late night yeah. talk shows have, hey, you know what? We, uh, we're going to talk to Bill Cosby about the whole scandal. But first, let's do the uh, letters from the mailbag. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, well, it, Dave's episode uh, a couple weeks ago uh, told the story of this, the family dinner and don't make people wait. Give them what they want to hear. Yeah, uh, is is affecting my later episodes. This was somewhere right in the middle, so I, I didn't want to give you my best stuff or my worst stuff. I wanted us to be able to tear into something. So, uh, so 
Yeah, you had the commissioner. Then you went to the the actual interview with George, and uh, that was. I'm still trying to to fathom that. Okay, George for. The- for those that haven't heard the episode, George is a gentleman who has no arms and Rick interviews him. He has no arms. And not only does he learn how to play the guitar, he also learns how to drive. Right. And, uh, and he goes and takes his driving test and we talk to him all about all of this stuff. It's an amazing story. And the thing I loved about your interviews, both with, with George and the driving instructor and, and the whole deal is you do a fantastic job getting them to tell great stories your questions brought fantastic stories out and through the whole thing, even with the commissioner, he told a a great story about uh, uh, the sledding accident he was in. Um, You did, you have a nice job of pulling that sort of stuff out of your guests, which I appreciated. Thank you so much. So Dave, go ahead and continue on where you were. Yeah. So it was funny because originally when I heard it and he said, I was taught by Woodrow Wilson. I'm like, the actual Woodrow? I was like, wait, how old is the commissioner? Wait a minute. I was like, wait, oh, I get it. He's at the school. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I I enjoyed the part with which George talking about, you know, his his uh, his life and the struggles and the hard things that he's come across. And then you switch to the driving instructor. And I'm thinking the goal was, because George was talking about learning how to drive, that's why you switched to the instructor? there exactly okay so you have the person with the disability and they they are it's a david and goliath you have this person who's up against this struggle they resolve the struggle and now here is the professional who explains some of the techniques and comments about what it was like to work with george got it well you were kind of combining the two you were you're combining sort of an interview style um, where you're just doing question and answer along with the NPR storytelling style where the, the narrator's kind of telling the story and you're having actualities kind of drop in. So you're kind of combining the two. And when you went from George to Mary, there was sort of this musical interlude between them. And I thought, oh, we're on to a different story. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start talking to Mary about about teaching George how to drive. And I thought, oh, Hold on, now we're 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 still in the same story apparently, mm-hmm. and then and then after Mary, you go back to George, and I, and then I'm start I'm starting to having a tough time following along in the whole process of things. Yeah, my, so I thought it was a little little jumble going back and forth between the two. Yeah, I was, when you went to Mary, I was like, you got to be kidding me! You got a guy with no arms, and that's all you got out of it. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, there's more to the story. And then later when you went back, I was like, oh, okay, whoo. Cause I was like, yeah, that can't be it. There's no way. Um, so, but I was also with Eric. I was like, okay, I see what he was doing. I understand it, but I would have, I don't know. I wasn't done with George. And when you left, I'm like, hey, wait, 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 where's he going? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it might've worked if you were, if you actually served the part of the narrative where you say, um, we'll get back to more of George's story, but Let's clarify a bit and talk with Mary, who was the driving instructor that actually taught George. And you do that interview and you say, perfect. Okay, now back to George to finish up his story. And we rejoin that interview kind of in progress sort of thing. Okay. Um, but, But your musical interlude that you had in between there, and you also dropped one in between George. I mean, George was given an answer and then there was this little musical interlude thing. And I thought, well, that's, that's, are we making a transition? And then you went right back into George again. And I thought, well, that was, that was, I'm not sure what purpose that served. It was kind of right in the middle of his answer. Um, use those musical interludes as a transition from story to story. Okay. Um, 
and if you, and if you're doing a longer segment, I can see them as you transition from George to Mary back to George, maybe in there a little different musical interlude. But if you're listen if you listen to NPR and the way they do it, they use those musical interludes as sort of a hey, we're kind of changing direction now, we're moving into a different story, a different topic, a different subject. Good point. Good point. I get a little fascinated with my little library sometimes and, and like dropping things. <laughs> we love confusing. toys and trinkets. That's well, it. And, and the idea behind that is to create movement uh, and not let it stagnate. But uh, I get the point. I really do understand what you're saying. Well, one right, of- which is where I can see you going from George to Mary and using that as the as the momentum and to shift it into Mary. But when you used it right in the middle of George's answer. That was kind of confusing. And I don't know if that was to mask an eggs an edit or or what the real purpose of that in in the middle of his answer, because he was in the middle of telling us his story of how he grew up and he he was born with no arms and and how he moved through his teenage years. And then it was kind of right in the middle of that, which I thought that one kind of was out of place. I can understand it when you're going from George to Mary back to George. Yeah. That that works fine. Keep keeps the momentum flowing and keeps the energy. There was a little bit of that uh, masking, you know, some little problems. Uh, Getting to George was extremely difficult, so I had to email him the questions. He sat in his bedroom and turned his iPhone on with his feet and recorded his answers and mailed me files. So it's a fabric, it's it's, it's an editing Ah, challenge. Got it. The the only place. The only place that stood out to me where I realized that you and he weren't having the discussion was when you asked him what the biggest challenge was. What, mm-hmm. What's the biggest challenge that you had to overcome? And he said, a lot of people ask me that. A lot of people say, George, what's the biggest challenge you had to overcome? And he said your question word for word. Right. And I thought, okay, well, <laughs> that that typically doesn't happen. They're right. not in the same room. Right. But other than that, the you you did a fantastic job editing them together and making it sound like it was a conversation other than that one little part right there. That's a great point. Thank you for that. And uh, you know, I had to put his picture up on the wall while I'm recording the questions uh, in the booth to make it seem like he's there. But uh, thank you. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, nice didn't, I didn't realize it till later because I was like, and it took a while. And just the fact that you, your audio sounded like just awesome and i was like there's like no difference between like the pre-recorded and the recorded which some people can pull off but usually there's a little bit of a difference even if it's just because right. you recorded a different part of the day or something and your voice isn't as warmed up or something but that's when i was like hmm i wonder but no yeah. it's it's you did a really great job of uh i, I call those time shifted interviews i've had those on a on occasion where you'll have somebody and you listen back and you send him a follow-up question and then you try to stitch it in. It's like, oh, that always, but uh, it's very seamless. Um, a lot of times uh, in, in the radio business, we'll call it a brown bag interview because they'll e- email us just answers from Celebrity X and then we can interview Celebrity X just from the brown bag answers. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a listen to how he wrapped things up and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dissect your your mp3 file and talk a little bit about your website but first let's take on the ending this is ann hudlow the director of the wwrc foundation you know we are pleased to bring you this podcast through vrworkforcestudio.com which features exciting stories like that of george dennehy and many others that we've been fortunate enough to be able to sit down with 
If you'd like to know more about our foundation and how to be involved, we'd like to be able to share with you how you can help us to support this effort of creating hope and a path forward to employment for individuals with disabilities. Please feel free to visit us at our website at www.rcf.org or email me, Ann Hudlow, A-N-N-E-H-U-D-L-O-W, at Comcast.net. Please let us know if you like our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Just email us at rick.sizemore at www.rc.virginia.gov or visit vrworkforcestudio.com. Click the green Listen Now tab, then scroll to the bottom of the page where you can leave us a comment or share podcast episodes on one of the numerous social media sharing options. Also, check us out on Clamor at Clamor.com. Until next time, this is Rick Sizemore inviting you to join us in creating hope and a path forward to employment so individuals with disabilities can work and lead more productive lives, enhance our Virginia workforce, and move our economy forward. And there you have it. Eric, I'll let you go first. Rick, my question is, is the audience intended to be regional or somewhere within commuting distance of the center? Is it is it intended to be national or is it tended to be worldwide? Here, Here is the dilemma that I have 12 episodes in. Uh, I listed it in iTunes as government regional. And so the idea was Virginia because this is a Virginia center. And then this little thing mm-hmm. comes along called Clamor. And I post Clamor clips and I get 100 hits in an hour. And so I believe that I'm at a crossroads. I put this in the little planning sheet uh, around the strategies for where we go with uh, the podcast. But it started off at this time. It is a, it's a local, regional, statewide kind of a podcast. It has a little bit of that feel to it overall. It has a feel of being a resource for people who use the center. Mm-hmm. and an inspiration and more of an outreach for the center itself, which I like. I don't have any issue with that. I, I do agree with you, though. I think it can be much more. I think it can be inspirational uh, worldwide to people with disabilities. I'm not sure how you uh, capitalize on that. I don't know if you get more support for the center through that or if you just use it as part of outreach for the center in, in terms of helping more people. I'm not really sure. Um, the the end, the conclusion there, you have, and the reason I ask that question is because at the at the end of the show here, you have a bunch of calls to action. You're asking people to do 127 things. Okay. You know, you're asking them, you know, uh, Ann says, hey, how about you email me? And then you say, no, no, wait, email me. And then mm-hmm. you say, no, but yet go to the website and then scroll down and then click the thing and then move over there and do the other thing. And then you say, uh, you know, uh, and if all else fails, um, uh, what was the last thing you said? If all, else, uh, oh yeah. And clamor, find us on clamor. Right. You know, you're, you're at, and people are going, oh, that's, I can't remember. I can't remember to get three things at the grocery store, let alone remember everything you just asked me to do. So, the reason I ask if is it regional, is it national, is it is it worldwide, is let's figure out the one thing 
that we want people to do that will move our goal and our mission forward and then ask them to do that at the end. Great point. You know, if it's to, if it's to find more about the the show and the and the center, get them to go to the website because you have a lot of great information on the website. If it's to promote the show and get more people involved with the show, ask them to subscribe and share the show. Uh, but find the one thing that's going to uh, advance your goals and mission, and let's have them do that at the end of the show. Got it. Yeah, good point. And then the other thing I noticed is. On the website, you have to scroll down to see it, but you do have an about section. Mm-hmm. But the 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 two the top two things of any time I've ever looked at a heat map for a, a website, the top two things that get nailed, one is the about page, because people show up and go, What's this? And so they go to the about page. You don't you don't have an about you have kind of an about paragraph that mm-hmm. you have to kind of scroll down. I might look to see if you can make that its own page. And then the other one is contact. Now, I'm not sure if your center is looking for people to contact you, but since you're giving out your email and such, I'm like, you know, make it a little easier to to find because I I see your address, but I don't see any kind of phone number or email. And maybe that's not the, you know, maybe that's not the scenario you want. Maybe, you, maybe that's not the way it's supposed to be with people calling you or things like that. But that was two things that I was like, hmm. Um, and then also just for the record, Clamor is a really cool tool. But number one, I highly doubt um, anybody in your audience, because Clamor is kind of new and it's kind of geeky, is going to know that Clamor is not spelled with an E. So if they were able to go to Clamor.com, and if you actually found C-L-A-M-M-R.com, there's no way to find you. So as a call to action, that one's not really good. Um, You could do things to, uh, it looks like you're using the PowerPress plugin. You could use the um, there's an actual like clamor add-on you could do to that, so people could share your clips. So you could say, go out to our website, and if you want to share a clip, click the clamor button. But I'm not sure that's a. I would I would rather have people subscribe in iTunes or you know things of that nature. Um, but but go to clamor is not a great. That's just going to send people down a rabbit hole, and they're going to like, why did he have me go here? Um, so that would be something that I was like, hmm. Um, cause I mean, I understand what clamor is. And every time I say it to anybody, I go, it's C-L-A-M-M-R.com. There's no ease. And it's, it's an app, um, and a website. Like I say, it's, it's a cool little tool, but I think to the average person, they're going to need a little more than just follow me on clamor. So I would rather, and that's the one thing I thought was interesting. You have, um, you have some share buttons at the bottom of your posts, but yes. there's and there is a if you put your mouse over the word podcast, there is a subscribe to the podcast. There's mm-hmm. no iTunes button um, on that. Now there are iTunes buttons underneath your your player. Um, mm-hmm. You um, in the PowerPress settings, there's a spot if you go under I believe it's under feed um, where it's asking you what is your iTunes URL. So you could basically search for yourself in iTunes. And when you see your album artwork, you want to right click on it and copy that link and put that link into PowerPress. Cause the reason for that is right now, if somebody clicks on iTunes in off of your website, it will take them directly to iTunes and subscribe them to the show. That's the good news. The bad news is you get zero credit for that Mm -hmm. because of the way that link is. So you want to make sure the official iTunes link is there. So when they do that, it's kind of a hassle because originally iTunes made a one-click subscription. 
but now they have to click on it. It'll bring up a web ver version of iTunes to which they have to say, subscribe in iTunes, which brings up the actual iTunes. Um, and then they can click on subscribe. Now, 70% of people aren't listening, aren't, aren't using the desktop version of iTunes anymore. They're using their phone. And so on their phone, it's much easier. It'll bring up the podcast app and they can click on subscribe. But you want to make sure to to swap out that link because the more people that are subscribed to your show, the higher you are in the rankings. And not that rankings are the be-all, end-all, but hey, if you can get more exposure, why not? So that was a, a super easy fix. But I just I was surprised when I went to the subscribe button that there is no iTunes button. And when you put that in there, that button will automatically show up on your, okay. your website. Okay. Um, so that was that. And then I want to ask you, how are you creating the show? Like what software are you using? I'm using Ableton Live Lite. Okay. Cause I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, cause you're, you're recording. Is it 80 kilobits per second? If we get our geek on not a horrible setting. I just was wondering why, cause usually it's either 64 mono, which is kind of CD quality, but there's no stereo to it. Or it's 128 stereo, which is basically the same CD quality, except now it's in stereo. And I just wasn't sure why you you picked that. If there was a story behind that, or is that just a setting in Ableton Live? Or? It just is, it's just a setting when you render. Uh, and all of this is, you know, we're uh, working with WAV files and then converting an MP3 mono. Right. So Okay. But, but good point. But that's fine. Look at that. The other thing that's missing is there are these things called ID3 tags. And are you a Windows or a PC guy? Or a Windows or a PC? <laughs> Mac or a PC guy? <laughs> well, I have uh, I have Windows here, mm. and I, I prepare everything and ship it off to uh, my brother Randy okay. at uh, Sizemore Design, and uh, he takes it from there. So uh, I'm really not able to. Got He's it. on if he can text in. Uh, or I am uh, some yeah. info into you. He can uh, tell you exactly what we're doing. But I'm I'm just not. I don't have any of those capabilities. It's a real partnership with uh, Randy to get that stuff done. You're the talent. He's the producer. Kind of. Situation. I do the audio, and he's the yeah. he's the visual guy. Because there's Maybe a can, there's a thing. It's actually inside the MP3 file, and it's one of those things that it was much more important back in the day. Now it's about thirty percent of your audience might see these. And it's this information that's inside the MP3 file. <clears throat> and um, when you don't put it there, everybody else, when you go like, a, let's say I download your your file and I play it in Windows Media Player. Normally you see your artwork, you see the title of the show, you see your name there. Um, and in your case, there's nothing there. So when you click on it, you get the dreaded gray music note of death. And it's not the end of the world. It still plays. It's fine. It's just like everybody else is like, cool, cool, cool. And all of a sudden it's like, well, that's weird. His is just this great music note, and it takes all of a minute and a half to add these these tags to it. So uh, I'll uh, I'll send you a link when we're done for okay. um, both a PC and a Mac version um, for a, a little file. Because all you do is you you basically point this file at it, and it shows you all this information. You just say like the the um, the artist would be you. The there's the title of your episode. That's the one thing, and then the other thing is yeah. There we go. Um, the, uh, um, then there's the title of your show and that's sometimes a little confusing. Uh, but that's, that's basically, it's just a little itty bitty thing. And that was the other thing that I was going over. Um, I, I see where you're naming them episode, whatever dash. And then the name of that, mm -hmm. I, I would flip flop those 
because once you get your iTunes link on there, and again, God bless Apple, when you click on it and it takes them to this kind of web version of iTunes, instead of having, let's say, three inches for the title, they take it down to about an inch and a half. So if you have episode 11, episode 10, episode 9, what happens is it'll say episode 11, the get episode 10, you won't... So it cuts you, it truncates your title. So okay. that's my favorite one. I know. I love the g- g- episode. And then, so you want to take, if you're going to put episode 11, just put it at the end. Um, and some people even abbreviate it. They'll be like, you know, VR 11 for, for like a, a little mini snapshot of that. Um, and that, because the reason for that, your headlines are um, just key to getting people to click. If you go back to newspapers, right, they used to have the newsboys scream the headlines to get people's attention. And you've already got, I was really glad to see that you didn't name your podcast VR Workforce Studio. You actually have vocational rehabilitation in the name. I was like, cool, because nobody's searching for VR. So that I I thought was a good move. Um, But the title for this one was um, George Dennehy and his rise to stardom as a guitarist and singer. To me, what's the big cool thing about George uh, in this case, drives with his feet. Drives he drives with his feet. Arms. Yeah, plays so, the guitar with his feet. Yeah. So to me, I was like, not. I mean, that's a great. It, it describes what the thing is. But to me, I somehow would have worked in. You know, it's Jet, George Denny. He plays the guitar with no arms. Because I'm like, right. what? Right. I got to right. click on that <laughs> to uh, to hear that. So um, those are just again the the thing I loved about this was these were all little baby things. There wasn't like oh holy cow what's he doing? It was just oh here's a little thing we could tweak. Eric, did you see anything along the way that uh... just uh, uh, going back to what you just said there about uh, talking about him having no arms? Uh, his Twitter handle is that guy with no arms yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know I would put something like that in there so people kind of know. Here's a guy, it kind of describes his disability. I mean, if that's what the show is about, is him overcoming that sort of uh, that sort of disability. With regard to the website, I love the cleanliness of it. Mm-hmm. I'm a kind of guy that doesn't like, like Yahoo, when you go on yahoo.com and it's just like you're getting shot with a billion things. I like Google where it's just, Google. I like a clean website. Mm-hmm. And when I look at your website, I love the fact that it's, I love the theme I love when I look at the uh, the podcast page. It's very it's very linear and very clean and very descriptive. I know exactly what I'm getting. I love all that. I agree with Dave about your about page. I would I would create that about the site as its own separate page, and then um, I would recommend you turn that to be outward facing rather than inward facing. You talk about our website and our podcast, and here's what we do and what we focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you flip it around and, and hold the mirror up to your audience and you say, you know, if you're someone with disabilities and you're looking for resources and you're looking for inspiration, um, you found the right spot because we celebrate champions and uh, we celebrate those who champion employment and hire people with disabilities just like you. And this is a place where we have all sorts of resources for you to find. And if you're looking for this and that and the other thing, here's where you're going to find it on the website and make that about page about them or instead of about you. And you just kind of incorporate the facts about you that you would normally put on the about page into your story about your listener. Um, I'm not a very techie guy. Dave knows all the techie stuff. Um, However, we were talking about um, creating that iTunes link 
and uh, getting them to go to the iTunes page and then click subscribe. And then that takes them over to their iTunes thing. In a session last year that Rob Walsh put on, he gave me a little tip in that session that you can add to the end of the link. And when they click on the link, it opens iTunes on their computer. And that little addition to the end of your link is ampersand LS equals one. And if the listener has iTunes on their computer and they click on that link, it automatically opens iTunes and takes them right to your page. That's true. So um, that I've used multiple times and it's a very cool uh, little trick to take them right into iTunes so they can easily subscribe to your uh, to your podcast right there. Overall, I think the the website's very clean. Um, I, I enjoy it. Do you run the website or is that part of the center as well? No, that's uh, that's my brother, yeah. at VR14 Studio. He does everything. He hosts it uh, from soup to nuts. He's uh, taking care of everything from day one. And uh, yeah. so you can see uh, he's, it, he's a pro. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Great photos. Great uh, recaps. Um, it looks very clean. He does a nice job with it. Yeah, the other Thank thing you. the other thing you did that I thought was was well done is I'm glad you labeled your show notes that this is the transcript. Because mm-hmm. um now you've done this differently after episode six. I saw your latest one, because if you actually like the the let's see, uh for the third paragraph goes on for ever. Um and if you actually want people to because I learned this, I, I wrote a book a, a couple of years ago and I found out that people don't read anymore. They skim. And if you actually want people to read that, you've got to have subheadings like here's how he did, you know, and, and then here's the paragraph and each paragraph gets them to scroll down more and more. So uh, to me, I'm like, okay, um, it's fine. Cause I understand a lot of times when you're doing transcripts, you're just trying to throw words at Google just to right. like give them something to chew on. So I was just going to say, if you want somebody to read that, you, you got to break those up a little bit. Um, but I see on your newer episodes, you actually have a, like a, a breakdown of who said what. So right. you can kind of follow the conversation. So it looks like you've already kind of uh, polished those a little bit more. So I was I was glad to see that when I, because uh, that was, the, I think that's the only other thing I saw that I was like, mm. for me, I, I it's obvious. It's, it's funny now that I hear that you have a radio background because I was like, wow, this is, you know, it just, there there wasn't much polishing needed in, in the, uh, the actual, I, I love the flow. Like Eric said earlier, you you get to the topics quickly. The intro of the show really sucked me in, and then everything just kept on flowing. There wasn't, you know, like I said, the only thing I was like, eh, can we can we move the <laughs> the commissioner to the end? You know, so I just thought that that was great. And then, like I said, just a couple little things with the the tech side, and uh, this will be good to go because once you get that, especially the iTunes thing, and also the other thing I would would see with your brother can do this. Your share buttons are at the bottom of your post. And because your posts now are so long, see if there's a way, either A, putting those buttons at the top of the story, because a lot of times that's just a setting in WordPress, mm-hmm. or you might want to put some share buttons, because I, I see whatever theme you're using is, is pretty sweet. See if there, you can put some share buttons on the sidebar so that people don't have to scroll down so far, because you do have really extensive show notes. And it sounds weird, but I'm not sure everybody's going to take you know that's that's a whole four scrolls i mean that'll that'll wear them out uh, i i get the whole <laughs> irony of that but um, but it is uh it is important to note that we part of our audience is serving people who are deaf ah and good so point if, if if as a organization that's committed to disability awareness you can't put out a podcast without it being transcribed yeah that makes sense 
Good, good move. The only <laughs> final thought that I would give you, Rick, is uh, it, at the beginning of the show, as you're setting some things up, it sounds like you've scripted out a little bit of it. And as you do that, just remember that the way we write is different than the way we talk. Some of your sentences used some big words and got a little long, and it was tough for me to follow along in that okay. particular segment. As you're scripting it out, or if you're repurposing some stuff from the newsletter, I would just rewrite it in a way that we naturally talk rather than the way you would write it for publication. Um, overall, though, I thought the show was solid. I thought your production quality and your production elements really added to the uh, professional sound of the show. Uh, I love the intro. I love the transitions. There are just a few minor tweaks there, and I think you're you're off to the races. It sounds great. Thank you so much. Oh, I did have one other note. And again, this is such a minor one. And th there's really no wrong or right answer here. It, it depends on your philosophy on this. You had said about the video. Now, one on one hand, this is a really great use of people go, how do you get people to your website? This is how you get people to your website. You go, I got a guy with no arms that's playing the guitar with his feet, and I got video. Because I'm telling you, I was there. I was like, I, as a guitar player, I got to see this. But... I had to search through the gallery. Now, luckily, there's not a whole lot going on in the gallery. You might want to look into like saying, hey, go to uh, vrworkforcestudio.com slash six or 06 or whatever you want to do. There's, there's a free plugin called Pretty Link that makes it super easy to, instead of saying, go to vrworkforcestudio.com slash episode dash 006 dash George dash Dunahay, you can make that link go to a shorter one. So it's easy to remember. And you can also make one for iTunes. So that makes uh, life a whole lot easier and then have a link to the video in the show notes so that you don't have to go search. It's a again, a little baby thing, but anytime I have to go, like when I hear people say, find me in iTunes, I'm like, Oh, there's only 250,000 <laughs> podcasts there. Have fun with that. When you can make a pretty link that takes people right there. But yeah, the video was amazing. And the fact that he got to play with the goo goo dolls and the whole nine yards, it really was. It was a really was crazy, a great that story. That, that was a cool story. Yeah, so that was the only other thing I saw in my notes here. I'm like, you might maybe think about it or maybe not. So uh, any questions for us as we get ready to uh, to wrap things up? Yeah, I think you've covered the waterfront, and uh, I'm grateful. I've uh, looked forward to this for a, for a while now. Podcasting is uh, an absolutely wonderful thing, uh, especially for a workforce development center. Uh, you called it the ultimate niche marketing platform, and I couldn't agree more because we're able to find a, a group of people who have a, a common interest. And uh, so I want to thank uh, you both for the experience today and especially Dave for, for your school of podcasting. You know, I listen to that every Monday and every show I take something away. So uh, again, from VR workforce and WWRC and our Virginia department of uh, aging and rehab services. Thank you so much for your uh, support and assistance. Well, thank you. Hold, hold you know, on. Rick, one of the, uh, one of, one of the one of my favorite things about doing this show is being able to listen to so many different podcasts in so many different niches and uh, yours was really cool so thanks for sharing it with us today have you had any feedback from your audience at this point because I realize you're only 12 episodes in it's a little early but uh... you know I I get feedback uh, it's uh in dribs and drabs mm -hmm. and uh You'll go for a while and you say, is anybody even listening is this thing on? To, yeah. my, to my podcast? <laughs> and then I'll, I'll get a call. You know, I get a call from Oklahoma the other day and the guy says, it's an incredible podcast. 
I think you, uh, you do you follow uh, Workforce 180 or Workforce Central, uh, Department of Labor or uh, Workforce Boards? Uh, those folks called me from Washington the other day. We've uh, we've been uh, in touch, and so uh, it's growing. Uh, but as you said, I've really got to think about where do we want to take it. Is it a statewide podcast that talks about what WWRC does? And I think that's probably uh, the basis for its existence. But then the inspiring stories appeal to a larger audience. And so that's what we'll be contemplating over the days and weeks ahead. Well, that's the beautiful thing about a podcast. I I always say it's a recipe. You know, so many people think it's a, a statue you know, that's carved in stone, but even a statue, you can always go back and, I mean, they go back to Mount Rushmore every now and then and give it a little touch up. Um, so if somebody, if you hand somebody a pie and they go, eh, a little too much, it needs a little more salt. Okay. So as you get more feedback from people, you'll be able to shape this thing in really whatever direction you want. Uh, nobody's going to punch you in the face is the, the tagline from Ryan Parker. <laughs> so, uh, you know, feel free. Well, to that's tweet. comforting, Dave. It is good to know. So, Awesome. Well, and hold on your hats because uh, this week is episode number five hundred, and we've got some some. Uh, it's a, we're going to break format again. Well, I'll just leave it at that. So, but uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for for coming on the show, Eric. Where can people find you? You can find me anytime you'd like at podcasttalentcoach.com. We'd love to love to talk to you and help you shape your content over there. If you want to be on this particular show. Uh, It's not painful at all. We'd love to help you shape your content right here on the podcast review show. Just head on over to podcastreviewshow.com and click on get reviewed. And we'd be more than happy to, to help you shape your content today. How about you, Dave? Where are we finding you today? You can find me at, uh, as, as Rick mentioned, schoolofpodcasting.com. And we should probably mention if you want to go hear more, Rick, go over to again, vrworkforcestudio.com. Thanks for, for coming on the show. And I hope to hear from future people uh, Rick, was this uh, as painful as you thought it was going to be? Now, now that you're on the other side of the review, are, are, what are your thoughts? Hey, hey this, is, this was a great experience, especially since it went well. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's part of our goal is to find things that you're doing well and help you do more of it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.